that's why Tom Petty said the waiting's the hardest part. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Sometimes, you know, the uh, the train doesn't leave the station. We we had a, a hard time <laughs> getting the uh, the beginning of this podcast yeah, recorded for some reason. And a one, and a two, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they pay us the. How are you, Dan? <laughs> well, let's not talk about the bucks. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's been a pretty quiet week over here. Um, not a ton going on. We got a gig on Saturday. You know, this coming week from yesterday. Um, we, yep. re- we record on Sundays, so the week from yesterday, and it's with um, the band that currently has a basis to it's hard to get uh, to a rehearsal because she lives an hour and a half away, and that's tough. Right. So, um, yeah, this, so this this show is going to be all muscle memory. It's going to be uh, – the set list is entirely stuff we know we can nail without thinking too hard about it, there you which go. I guess it's good when your set list is like that. I mean, sometimes sure. – I've had some fun times when we were out on a tightrope without a net at yeah. a show, but uh, that's not going to be this one. This would be all the safe ones this week. Sometimes, I don't know, going out and, and just hitting home run after home run probably is not a bad thing to do. Yeah, not the know? end of the world, for sure. So let's see. Uh, in my world, we'll get to what happened over this past weekend in a minute. But the big thing was I got that holiday party finally like locked down. Nice. Money's in the account. It's good to go. This is one of those weird situations where sometimes the payday versus the amount of effort it seems to be inversely proportional. Yeah. So like a lot of times these high-end deals, you don't really have to, there's not a whole lot of information. They just kind of want you to do what you normally do. This holiday party was kind of like a deal where we came in with a price that was like double what they had been quoted from the other band. We kind of met in the middle, but kind of on the lower end of what we normally do. And uh, just a lot of back and forth, more back and forth than probably any other gig this year. Yeah. So you know, it is just kind of interesting how the the way that that works sometimes. The, the kind of thing that makes you want to charge by the email. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is where, uh, you know, if people are like, well, what are you doing in that 10% booking these gigs? I was like, well, let me show you what <laughs> yeah. that 10% looks like this week. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Not every week. But, but it's all good. But this week. Yeah. I mean, the next hurdle for, for that is um, I, I sent out a song survey because remember, I was kind of like, I'm not sure what they're looking for. And I don't, I'm worried that whatever we're about to do, we're about to not do it well. And they sent back a very, very wide request list. Hmm. It was like 50 plus songs from Donna Summer to the emo pop punk stuff. Like it is just, it is all over the place. Okay. So we're going to start kind of chipping away at those tunes, make sure we've got, you know, a solid set list with probably, I don't know, whatever the stuff that we don't play will probably end up just kind of being like audibles in the moment. Like maybe the room's kind of shifting. So sure. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And, um, I love a good challenge. And this is the one that's, you know, walking distance from my house. So yeah, that's the best part about it. I can just walk home if I, if I need to, like the last time we played in, in that area, I forgot the set lists and I just went and walked and back to the house and got them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. There was a, there was a time I was playing twice a week and both were about a mile and a half, either direction from my house. It was like very low risk to leave the house because it's trivial to get back home if you've got something. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Versus one of those like three hour gigs where you got to just really go through the checklist. Yeah. You're just up a creek. Yeah. 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 And Google the nearest, you know, guitar center because you're going to forget something. Well, you know what you guys didn't forget to leave a review. Yeah. So this one comes from Apple Podcasts. And it says it's a five-star one because that's the only ones that we get these days is five stars because that's, you know, that's the quality. Yeah. It's the level of just, you know. Professionalism. We're only giving out the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. This one says, essential content for those who gig. I found the Cover Band Confidential podcast a couple of weeks ago and have been listening to past episodes almost every day since. 
so sorry. <laughs> As a gigging musician, I find the content extremely useful and the shared experience of Adam and Dan to be spot on with experiences I've had myself. I love all of the advice and tips to help make our lives and experiences easier. Thanks again. It's Lane Miles, and you can find him at Lane Miles Music, all one word. Uh, I'm assuming on Instagram. Thanks, Lane, for the kind words. If you would like to hear us shout your you know, social media to dozens of people, uh, you can leave a review, and uh, we'll, we'll say it. Yeah. We're real good about it. Okay. Now that we're on to the next one, we, we have a little bit of, of a gear segment. We've been talking about some stuff. Yep. And um, why don't you go ahead, because I feel like you've been teasing this one out for a bit. Well, and it's this week's yet another tease. So um, there's this device that I actually bought after its Kickstarter was over. I think in a previous episode, I, I was confused about the timeline of that. I couldn't quite remember whether it yeah. was a backer in the Kickstarter or just after. It was, in fact, just after. So some some of them are landing and mine has not yet quite. But the device is called Maestro DMX. And the idea yeah. is it listens to audio and with AI understands the structure of it and the, maybe is able to predict movements in it and then drive a light show over DMX out to your devices. And some of the early backers have have been getting theirs. They actually, a couple people received them a day or two earlier than they expected. Um, so the Facebook group about it has been very, very busy. But yeah. ironically, despite the last month or so, people like hanging from the rafters demanding video and demo and whatnot, that the company's not been giving and beta users have not been putting out because of the, they were still under NDA. Yeah. These early users have not been flooding the place with videos. So those of us who haven't gotten yet are, are dying. Um, in, well, but speaking of users who yeah. have gotten them, Ando from the Patreon Slack That's right. group, That's it, right. he, he got his. Yes. Uh, he was supposed to be trying it out with his band Anti-Skip Protection this weekend. That's right. And we've been, yeah, eager, we've been eager very uh, eagerly just waiting. Yeah. What do you, what do you have to say about yeah, it? Yeah, real eager to see. There was somebody who played some classic rock into it, uh, into a, a four-bar-like thing. It wasn't a Chauvet. It was some, somebody else. But what yeah. it produced was pretty credible. And I would not be embarrassed to have it over my head uh, You know, as I was playing that music. It looked a whole lot better than my Chauvet four bar set on random. A whole lot better. Yeah. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. In theory, it gets here next Sunday, week from today. And um, mm-hmm. my plan is to, after my gig on Saturday next week, to bring my lighting gear home and set it up and play with yeah. it some. Maybe in this episode, maybe in next week's episode, I'll have something to say about it. Well, it, you know, it's it's kind of timely because we're talking about the things that we're looking at to improve the quality of our shows yeah. and that kind of thing. And uh, I finally bit the bullet with Joey, our, our guitar players, jostling to get into MIDI automation for my HX Stomp. Right. I gave him the uh, the login to Band Helper, and he downloaded the app. And basically, every other day, I get like a text, like, "Oh, it does this." I'm like, "Yeah, man, it does do that. It like, does, it does, does too much. Yeah, it does more than it should." Right. But he was asking about MIDI presets because it's a, it's something that you can very easily put into your band helper files. And uh, oddly enough, the the HX Stomp has a really easy system of changing presets. So I was able to very quickly put down the, I can't remember if it's, I think it's a scene change or a program change for all of my presets. And then as I was going through this last week's set, I was just adding the presets to that song. I know, well, I play an acoustic on this one and I play, you know, kind of a mid gain on this one. You literally go through, you, you hit a drop-down menu, and when the music director loads the song, it snaps everybody to the right preset. It's mm, pretty rad. Awesome. 
and it was it, it took very little time to set up. So that's cool. If that's not something that you've looked into, and you are a bin helper and or an HX Stomp user, you should absolutely look into that because it was way easier than I was anticipating. Talk a little about the hardware between the iPad and the HX Stomp. So in this case, this was just proof of concept. I was just doing it um, because the HX Stomp does MIDI over USB. I was able to configure it pretty pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Regarding how we are going to do it on stage, the easiest thing to do would be just MIDI through from from the interface, kind of like link all of the the boxes together. Uh-huh. But there's there's if I like even chaining, if I just had daisy chaining five pin MIDI or eight pin MIDI, yeah, like MIDI in and MIDI through, yeah, 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 yeah. and maybe put my board back behind me so I don't really need to well, mess with it too much. Yeah, because you can you know, automate. Kind of, you can automate. It changes within a song too, right? I could, and I frankly, I don't really futz with the presets once I once I start playing. Uh-huh. So it may not even be necessary to do that. Like, I, it it would allow me to have more elaborate setups, but I don't really need that necessarily. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about that so much. But uh, you can do this MIDI command over Wi-Fi. You can do it over Bluetooth. There's uh, a whole witty ecosystem. Yeah. That um, I, I could set up. And we, we haven't really landed on it. It was more of just a proof of concept to, you know, get everything set up so it actually would work. But yeah, I'm looking through all of the different options that we've got. And, you know, the, the most reliable would be to set up like a legitimate standalone MIDI network. Mm-hmm. And iConnectivity, which does the Play Audio 12, our playback system, they have that ecosystem built in mm. to those. And you can get these little satellite boxes that you can plug MIDI in and it's all sent via uh, Cat5. Nice. It's really cool. It's feels like overkill might be overkill but yeah well i mean you say you don't futz with your preset i mean i'm always kicking over to at least a lead tone or something in the middle of most songs or some some anyway i don't stick on yeah. i can't it's hard to think of a tune i stick on the same sound for my whole song but if you got something that's doing track automation that can have a trigger in it that could fire you know a particular patch to turn on or something um, yeah, I mean, the like I said, they make it super easy. Like, if I set up snapshots for my songs, yeah. it, it would be it would take hardly any time at all to to automate that into, it's into very the cool. game. It's very cool. I just don't like I don't I don't use them. I'm I'm real boring because I'm, I'm I'm the rhythm guy. I'm like I'm, right right fair. You know, I might kick a delay on every now and then, but like it's not make or break. The the hardest part that I have is like when we're switching from songs and I've got to go from a really heavy tone to like an acoustic tone. If I'm doing it myself, I have to hit the rocker button like five times real, mm, real quick yep. to make sure I hit the one. Like that's not always happening. So right, right. it'd be nice to just be like, there it is. Yeah. That'd be rad. That's cool. So yeah, MIDI, like I've always been afraid to, to jump into it, but uh, I've, I've done it. I've jumped. I have seen a bunch of hardware that like plugs into the two MIDI ports, but then is really wireless and is talking on mm-hmm. a um, Wi-Fi Yeah, it was like Witty, Witty is what yeah. there's, I think Roland, somebody owns the rights to Witty. I don't know who it is, okay. but it's, it's its own kind of thing. But yeah, you just like plug a bunch of those in between devices and they should, they should, should mm. all sync. Yeah. <laughs> It's all cool. about should. Yeah. Well, and, and and I mean, it's always should with wireless, you know. Of course. No matter how reliable it's proven itself to be, I never trust it fully. But yeah. yeah. Cool. So uh, that kind of wraps everything up. We, we've done all the, the housekeeping things. So, uh, you know, Dan, we, we've been at this a, a long time. And I feel like I feel like they're ready to hear so. about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the topic or this, the subject of the podcast came from a conversation on the Slack where we were kind of lamenting the ebb and flow. And somebody said, you, you take the good, you take the bad, you take both. And there you have the facts of life. So this is about the facts of life, facts of life. being a working musician or in a band. Yep. So this year has been a year of firsts. 
You know, we've had some really great shows. Like we played that massive municipal event where it was like 2000 plus people and like had the night of our lives. Everybody had a blast. It was, it was really, really fun. We had this really awesome, huge payday gig that, you know, we made more money in one day than we've ever made in our entire careers. And that was like, these are these huge milestones. And this past weekend, uh, we hit another milestone and that was, we canceled a show because, um, the ticket sales just weren't where, where they needed to be. And that is the first time that's ever happened Yeah, in my world ever. And, uh, it was a weird conversation, but like the reality is, is that sometimes you've got the wind to your back and there's not a lot of stuff going on. And maybe you've got a little more attention. And so like, it's easy to sell tickets and other times you just can't like, this was one of those weird situations where I did all of the things that I did at the last one that I made a whole video about it does doing the in-person, like physical promotion, make an impact. And we had this awesome turnout. So I did the same thing. I made more flyers. I, I, um, you know, I, I actually, it's the first time I've ever done paid ads. I sat with, um, Mike Schulte and, you know, kind of did a mind meld with his techniques and what he suggests and put a couple hundred bucks down and got great results. If you're talking about exposures Mm. and, you know, clicks onto the page, but just didn't convert. And so instead of trying to play to a half empty room and the venue potentially not make a ton of money, we just were like, I guess in this, in in that scenario, being a good partner with the venue is saying, Hey, let's try and reschedule this to a a better weekend. And, you know, Right. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. Right. Right. And it makes you feel like, well, what we talk about this thing called getting momentum. Yeah. Like what, what, where's that? You know, we've, we've just come well, off of these successes. Right. But it, it is just like that. There, there is no correlation. Right. All of these things can be, and, and they are, they're true. All those things are true. All those things happen and they don't necessarily mean anything together or separately. Right. There are definitely things that led to these opportunities occurring, but ultimately like everybody's going to run into a situation where you feel like things are going well and then something happens. Yeah. It's just the way things go, you know? Yeah. There's no accounting for an individual data point. Right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't was, an average that's so much bigger than one data point. You can't really extrapolate as you look at the one yeah. data point. Well, and then you start doing all these weird postmortems. Well, it's like, right. well, there was a Georgia game you know, the, the biggest one, which I had no idea was Morgan Wallen was playing down the road in a stadium, like a literal baseball stadium. Yeah. So, but we didn't know that when we booked the date out, for sure. you, you can't account for those uh, kinds yeah. of things all the time. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that it was just, it wasn't our night. Right. And so, you know, we decided to call it and that was, it wasn't great. No, I didn't love it. No, I would prefer not to, I would have loved to have played that show, but it was the right call to make in a uh, less than optimal situation. Yeah. And so, you know, relatedly in a similar kind of vein, my number of bookings this year is down. I will say, you know, having a member move an hour and a half away impacted the feeling of momentum for the rest of us. Uh, That was impactful. It's also true. I think I, I really do think there's something macroeconomic going on right now. I think revenge travel, revenge party, like all of this, COVID's over, we can go out and go nuts. Because you remember how it was when, when finally the, the walls came down. It was suddenly everybody was out and rooms were packed and it was crazy and they couldn't get enough of us. And we were booked more than we wanted in some cases. And, um, and, and I really feel like that... <laughs> For sure, that wave has passed, and we may be in a trough following that because 
frankly, the booking energy I'm feeling out there is not strong. And, and you know, I don't mean this to be pity party. I don't mean it to be explanation because I can also point to like, look, I haven't been out beating the bushes every weekend like I might have been. Beating the bushes? Like, what do you do it? Uh, you know, I go to the bar and I get a beer and then I beat the bushes. Don't you? Is that how you do it? I think it's like I've talked about. Maybe that's, maybe that's how so y'all I, do it I, in North Carolina. That part out of my process. <laughs> Talked about the process so many times. I've forgotten about the God. part about the bushes. Holy crap! No. Nope. Uh, well, the point is, um, <laughs> let me just put it like this: my sales, my sales engagement has not been super high, um, yeah. and part of that is because of how I've felt about how the band has been. You know, there's there's like the personal side of all that, but I also really think there's um, even reaching out to folks who in the past has been like, Hey, we're out, you know, we've used up all the dates we booked. Like, let's look at the next quarter and they'd open their calendar right up. That energy isn't what I'm experiencing right now. So I'd be really interested out there. If you guys are experiencing the same kind of thing, like that, there's a feeling in the air that we're in and look, you know, so maybe the economy's not so great. Maybe there's a lot of reasons why people might be belt tightening in a general kind of way. And I'd be interested yeah. to see if that, if you feel like that's hitting where you are, uh, because I think, I think it is, you know, the even the traffic of gig announcements I see on Facebook, way, way, mm-hmm. way down from even how it was six months ago, let alone a year ago, uh, let alone four years ago. So, yeah, I think it's I think it'd be just interesting to correlate across markets to see if we think we're feeling that broadly, and and then you know, do you let that be your excuse why you can't book, or do you? have that put wind in your sails to go out there and be the ones who are going to conquer in the face of it. Right. So that's the second question after we sort of understand the broader conditions out there. Yeah. And I mean, from my standpoint, you know, members only is hitting the 10 year mark. Right. And so this band has seen a lot of, a lot of stuff. The market has changed considerably over the course of that. And sometimes it's temporary, but it's important to look at things in a macro view. Yep. You you have to kind of separate yourself from how you feel in the moment to what does this look like? Is this just kind of an aberration? And, you know, I could sit here and I could dwell on all of the negative things that have happened this year because, you, I mean, that's kind of what this podcast is. Can <laughs> <laughs> be. But the intent is that you take this thing and you're like, all right, well, something something not great happened. What can other people learn from, yeah. from this not great thing? Right. You know, so maybe they can avoid it. But it's just... It, it is what it is. And it's good to be honest with yourselves about why some things didn't go the way that they were supposed to. But you also have to be willing to go, maybe it just, maybe we had nothing to do with it. Right. Maybe there wasn't a, a piano fell on our head and that was, that's all there is to explain it, you know? Yep. There, there is an old Russian proverb I like a lot that goes, some days you eat the bear some days the bear eats you. Uh, mine is the, some days you're the hammer, some days you're the nail. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've yeah. used that one a lot. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you're the nail. The, the important thing is, is what you do after you uh, get nailed. Man, we are not, the wordplay in this episode yeah, is terrible. it's not going great. <laughs> yeah, what happens after the bear eats you? Uh, uh, I've now completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut this out. Maybe I won't. Yeah, Maybe this no, is just I as think, good of an indicator. I think, uh, you know, I think it speaks to where we're, because, you know, we don't really have answers about this. Yeah. Right. We're kind of, we're, we're kind of experiencing a slow period or a period where it seems like momentum was headed one way and then there was a surprise and it's hard to know quite what to make of that. So. Yeah. There's been some conversations in our camp about the 80s space right now and that it may kind of just be on the tail end of a nightlife kind of scenario for some people. Yeah. 
And and so there's been some talk about pouring more effort into different material, like kicking back up the 90s uh, version of the group and maybe try to spread that out a bit more and just kind of cover our bases in a different kind of space. Because if you're looking at people who, I mean, I was a I was an infant in 1981. The folks that were old enough to remember that stuff, you know, they're they're just in a, a particular part of their lives where maybe they're not going out to bars and clubs right. and maybe we need to kind of create a club friendly act that kind of keeps our name out there and still do the things that we we would normally do for those kinds of crowds like municipal events 80s is easy because you know it's an early night it's a free event down the road there there are a lot less barriers you have to go through in order to get to that kind of situation versus like a like a club date where you're sure. out till three sure sure and there are there's content that's timeless that includes stuff from the eighties and includes a lot of other, you know, it's not like decade bound. Um, right. You've gone all in or a good ways in on the eighties thing. And it's interesting to think that maybe at this point, demographically, that's starting to become a limitation. Yeah. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's worth having the conversation. Yeah. Because I feel like if we went to the trouble of doing those things, the brand would benefit because if nothing else, it's higher name recognition. It's more opportunities. And there are a couple of groups that are doing these like 80s versus 90s. And we kind of did that, not necessarily in that branding, but we did the Fanny Pack Friday where it was like a mix of the two. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's the route we go and we just tweak the branding a little bit. There's there's so many different things that we can try. I mean, the just like anything else, we're in a small business. We're, we're, we're going to try and iterate. We're going to innovate. We're going to yep. try new things. We're yep. going to see if they work. And if they don't work, we'll try something else. Right. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's this constant process that we're just... Again, we're, I can't not talk like we aren't in software development. I know, I know. Well, uh, <laughs> it's because, you know, that was the first place that it was really expensive to assume that your first thought was the right one. You yeah, were doing a 90s band sprint. Of, yeah. And then we'll... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do a retro and make a plan for the next sprint. That's how that works. Yep. So if you have found yourself in a certain situation, just know that you have to look at this holistically. So if you've had, or if we're talking like the, the kids, if you've had more L's than W's, just know that typically that's a season. That's mm. a thing that typically will find you'll find your way out of. And so don't necessarily read into it more than you need to. Yeah. But be willing to have the conversations. Think about what you have control over and adjust if necessary. Yep. And, and, just, and know that you, the one thing you always have control over is your response. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. We, I think that's we, a... We probably ought to do an episode that's like scrum for cover bands at some point here. Is that what this world's been missing? Is that the book that we need to release? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Well, I think that's a good thing to, to wrap up on. Hopefully we can come back with something a bit more uplifting. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think having a sober conversation about the reality of, of this marketplace and this, yeah. this line of work is necessary. I mean, we have to do it. For sure. We have to call it out for for what it is and when it happens absolutely and it's only bad news if you don't learn from it absolutely so what you do when you get knocked down is what you do after you get back up all right folks we'll go ahead and call it for that one sounds good thanks so much for tuning in if you have any other like hard topics you want to hear us talk about hit us up coverbandconfidential@gmail.com. or if you want to commiserate all this about what you're seeing in your market if you like we'd love to hear if you were like oh my god no it's gangbusters over here let us know that yeah or if you want to have like an ongoing conversation about all of this stuff hit hit up the patreon yep we got folks from all over. We got uh, Australia and England and every corner of the U.S. Like lots of lots of perspective. Yep. Lots of folks, you know, able to kind of give you uh, give you the real deal and shoot you straight if if you need it or gas you up if you don't. Exactly. We're here for all all kinds. 
Thanks again, everybody. If you want to support the show any other way, you can do what Mike's about to tell you. Otherwise, I'll go and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of November 17th, 2023. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do too, because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free, and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out, and it's just a great overall community. Do it. I'm serious. Do it now. Do all these things, or else the Pork Tornadoes will come to your town, book a show the same night as your band at a different bar. I'm serious. We'll do it. 